This episode of The Polygon Show is brought to you by Betterment. Okay, so, Allegra. What's up? You're about to play a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. As you do. Mm-hmm. You have to pick a starter. That's the first thing you do, right? It is, if I'm starting from the top, yeah. And then, so, when you look at all the starters, do you just go ahead and pick the worst one? Uh, nope. I don't do that. You don't do that? I don't. What? I, I tend to pick the, the cutest one, which I also would say is the best one. The best one. I see you. You pick the best one. Mm-hmm. That's the choice that you make. So when it comes to protecting your financial future and your personal livelihood through a stable income, would you also want to pick the best one? Uh, yes, considering I have no knowledge of money. Oh. And all, all I know is Pokemon, so I assume they just kind of apply the same way. What you need is a high-quality, above-average financial investing tool, sounds like. Definitely, yes. Well, listeners, you probably also would pick the best Pokemon and need help with financial investing. And you don't want to settle for average. That's why you listen to The Polygon Show. So, I want to tell you that there's a smarter way to manage your money, and it is called Betterment. Betterment is an online financial advisor for people who refuse to settle for average and instead choose best or cutest, which is the same thing. They use cutting-edge technology to build personalized portfolios and help you make more from your investments. Then they guide you along the way with advice to help you make smart financial decisions. All of this for one low, transparent fee. You can plan for retirement, you can reach your financial goals, and you can make the most of the money that you're making. Don't settle for average investing. Demand better. Investing does involve risk, and Polygon Show listeners can get up to one year managed free by visiting Betterment.com slash Polygon. That is Betterment.com slash Polygon. B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T dot com slash Polygon. Thank you so much, Betterment, for sponsoring this episode of The Polygon Show. Welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Samantha Rochefort, and I'm here today with Allegra Frank. Hello. Mike Sniffer. Chelsea Stark. Hello. And Ashley O. Hello. Hi. Today, we're going to be talking about Pokemon. It has been 20 years. 20 years? Technically, Pokemon launched in 1996, but none of us over here ever had heard of it until 1998 when Pokemon Red and Blue came out on September 28th. That's my birthday! Oh, yeah! Oh, my God! You share a birthday with Red and Blue. Sorry, had to scoot far away from the mic because I was, I was screeching. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Wait. Oh, my God! For a second, I was like, Simone, you're not 20 years old. <laughs> Because you share a birthday, but that doesn't mean you were born on the same day, the same year. I just thought, I was like, oh, you share a birthday with Red and Blue. And I was like, wait, how is that possible? (laughs) Simone is 20 years old. Secretly, I'm the baby of Polygon. I also share a birthday with Haley Duff, I think. Really? Hillary Duff. Haley. Hillary's the sister. Yeah, there's a second Duff. I think it's Hillary. I think I think Hillary she, Duff is the she's one. She's like uh, the Jamie yep. Lynn Spears of the Duffs. Yes, who like tried to rise to fame after her sister. But she didn't have a baby to ruin her career when she was 16. 
And that's the story of Pokemon. <laughs> wow. Remember when, that remember when Pokemon had babies? Remember when oh. she was on Zoe 101? <laughs> Why are you looking at me as if I would have been the person to watch Zoe 101? What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> of all the people, like, Ashley is one of the older of us, and I didn't even watch Zoe 101. I didn't even know so, what that is. So, I, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, as adults now, I think we can look back on Pokemon and see just how fucked up it is. And Ashley, you've been doing some extensive scientific research into how messed up Pokemon are in real life. And I would like you to present your findings to the people here today. Well, I don't know about messed up. I think they were more surprising to me. Mm. Um my friend Jeremy and I really like to go through the Pokedex for some reason, and this was in college. And, and I guess now, why not? Yeah, next time it comes around, let's do that. Uh, of looking through the Pokedex and like looking at the actual height and weight and trying to place them in reality. Um, and that was disturbing. And like everything kind of looks, you glaze over, especially when it's like a TV show, it's a cartoon. Some of them look cute. Some like scary ones are like tolerable. But the first one I thought of was, um, we all know Beedrill, right? That was in Red oh, and Blue. Oh, we know Beedrill. We know yeah. Beedrill, the giant bee with like drills for hands. Yeah, lots of drills. <laughs> um, yeah, Beedrill, by it's the all way. all there in the name. <laughs> If you think about it, how scary would that be if you're chilling in a field and a bee drill comes by? This bee drill weighs 65 pounds <laughs> and it is hurtling towards you at great speeds. A 65 pound bee with drills for hands Wait, is just a- buzzing towards you. What the fuck? Can you imagine how loud that would be? It would be so loud. Oh, no. It's really scary, and I don't know why no one else is. I was trying to think about what is the predator of bees, and I'm like, it's birds, but then I'm thinking of like a little pidgey, and that's only a foot tall. Yeah. Mm. So a pidgey can't take down a bee drill. So does a like, pidgey all it? Maybe. Yeah, do the larger, well, isn't pidgey only four feet tall? I learned from reading today. Wait, so it's 65 pounds. How tall is it? It's only three feet tall. Okay. See, but I think still we need a bigger feet, bird. But three feet is tall for a fucking bee. <laughs> Wait, do birds eat bees? Yeah. Oh, well. What else eats bees? Spiders? I don't think They're, anything spiders eats bees. Spiders eat bees. Spiders? I think like other insects can eat bees. Yeah. Who I eats bees? Global warming actually. Bees. Welcome to our insect. Wow, podcast. hey, I have a really convenient answer okay. to this question. Who eats bees? Bee eaters. <laughs> Fuck off. There's internet. a kind of bird called bee a bee eater. eater. Oh, <laughs> that's its name? I thought you were just being I thought you were just making like a popsicle joke. No. Okay, well, anyway. Bee eaters and summer like tanagers. If you think about it, we have normalized too much. A three-foot-tall bee. For our European friends, I've written this down. That is roughly 92 centimeters tall and about 29 and a half kilograms. Mm. Massive bee. It's especially scary because, like, little weedle is very small. It's very small and cute. And then it turns into cocoon, and you're like, I don't know what it's going to be. It doesn't really do anything. It just yeah. hardened. baby-sized. Hardened. It's bigger Ugh. than Weedle. It's got those alien eyes. It might be like an actual human baby size. And then it turns into a 65-pound, 30-foot-tall <laughs> bee. I don't think anyone... Did you just say 30 or 3? I said 33. <laughs> 33. Even, even... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Ashley is trying to confirm her measurements. And she just went to pokecom.com. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. I was like, what do you mean Pokecom isn't a real and now thing? now she's trying to print the page. Okay. Okay, anyway, sorry. So moving on. Lizards also eat bees. What What lizard Pokemon are there? I know there's a well, lot. Well, Charmander's well, a lizard? A fire yeah. lizard. I don't think oh. that a char- Okay, that actually segues very well into please, my next point. Please do. Which is because we're talking... <laughs> Pokecom.com. Someone better not register that. Um, my next point was out of the three starters you get in red and blue, um, their final forms, right? What I found shocking. W- what do you think? Do you think, because like I've always imagined them to be all like roughly the same size, mm-hmm. like pretty large, mm-hmm. but like none of them are like towering over one another except maybe Charizard. I feel like Wartortle and Charizard are very large to me, but then Mm -hmm. Venusaur, Venusaur is the last one, right? Yeah. Venusaur to me is like a a large dog. A large dog, like a a German Shepherd? Or like a a big fat Corgi. Like a a German Shepherd. Whoa. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I always thought, like what you were saying, Ashley, of them being... Pretty much comparable, like definitely in weight, I mm-hmm. would say. Like Venusaur isn't as tall, but I would imagine he's as heavy as Blastoise. Um, yeah. And Charizard probably is like a little bit taller. I know Charizard's like 5'8 or something. So maybe mm-hmm. all around 5'6, five, 5'8. Five, yes. Other than Venusaur. But you know what? 5'8 is big for a human, but probably as small for a dragon. Well, well, dragons aren't real, <laughs> but Chelsea. Technically, so. <laughs> and, and another annoying thing that Allegra and I keep discussing, because I always bring it up, is that I get enraged that Charizard is actually not a dragon-type Pokemon, mm-hmm. despite looking like a, dra- like a fucking dragon. Mm-hmm. Isn't that horrible? Anyway. Well, I guess because red, red, blue, they didn't have, like, the... You couldn't be two types like any other games? Well, Wait. the thing is, when it became a dual type, it was still just a fire-flying type. Wait... Why? Because yeah. it's not a dragon. It's a dragon. It's a flying but it's, lizard. I, is that like, I wonder if they just made that category up just for Charizard because like flying, right? You usually think like it's a bird type. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's a bird, but it's not a bird. And it's like, well, is it dragons fly? No, but it's not a dragon. Is, is Ghastly a flying type? No, it's, it's a fucking ghost. <laughs> yeah, but couldn't it <laughs> But it's not on the ground. But that doesn't mean it, but like... you couldn't you be ghost flying? I mean, it could, but I don't think it's Pokemon abilities have to do with mm-hmm. flying. Yeah. yeah, so you can't do wing attack or whatever. Like, yes. Charizard has wings, yes, so that's so flying. Wing attack. If, okay, if it has to do with their abilities, then what's the ability of a dragon that isn't flying or fire? Um, what does Dragonair do? Dragon is that Air a dragon? Isn't a, I don't think Dragonair is a dragon. What's a dragon? Dra- Dra- Dragonite. Dratini? Dratini. Dratini. Dratini's even dragons. a dragon. Yeah, Dratini is a dragon. Very, they yes. can do dragon rage. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's dragon, literally, just like, just like this is like the bee eater thing all over again. What do what can <laughs> dragons do? Dragon rage? Dragon claw. Dragon wow. Dragonair is a dragon type. Yeah, it is. They're yes. all dragons. Okay. They're all dragons. Anyway. Ice fairy dragon. Is it? Wait, in, also Gyarados is a dragon type. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, it's a water dragon. Charizard a dinosaur? No. Because sometimes dinosaurs are incorrectly called lizards. But he, yes. Well, well, Charmander isn't a dinosaur. 
Can Why you not? go? <laughs> <laughs> because if you think about the evolution of like chameleon, salamander, lizard. Oh, you're that's right. That's not a mm-hmm. lizard. You said it yourself. Lizards Komodo are dragons aren't dragons. dragons, but they are lizards. That's mm-hmm. because dragons aren't dragons. real. Is a yelling But dragons at me. are real because Komodo <sighs> dragons are real. How do we know that there weren't dragons thousands and thousands of years ago? You we don't, don't know that. Know. Exactly. How do we know that dinosaurs aren't dragons? Dinosaurs aren't because dragons have wings and not all dinosaurs have wings. Does that make birds dragons? Yes. They are. Wait, no. What the <laughs> f- You can't just do that. <laughs> Does that mean Charizard is a dragon? <laughs> he's that a means that Charizard no, he's just is a, a nugget. Oh, God, moving on. We are not going back here. But Charizard is a bird. How about that? He's not a bird. He doesn't have a beak. (laughs) Were we talking about how big So anyway, yes, I would like to go back to my original point. She does have papers in a thesis statement, so I would like to respect that. for listening to my ornithology offshoot. I would like to move on (laughs) to my findings. I'm going to wrestle papers. Okay, so yes, we thought that Roughly all the same size. Turns out, well, two of them are. One of them is an entire foot taller than all three of them, and it is Blastoise. <gasps> what? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Venusaur. <laughs> what? What? Which, like, no. at first I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But they, if you look at him, he has a huge flower. I think they're accounting oh. for the height of the flower on its back. Maybe no. if he stands up on his but back legs very... and begs like a dog. That's not how you measure dogs. Is that how you measure Vegas? Like, how tall is Vegas? And you get her to stand <laughs> up and you like get a tape measure. Counterpoint. Measure I should. You put them on their high legs. <laughs> People are like, how tall is your dog? And your dog's like, like oh, he's on. like five feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a corgi. To be fair, nobody asks anyone how tall their dog is. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Like the like I think like Great Danes, right? You yeah, can say like, like height wow. from yeah. the ground, but not height from your lower paw to the ground, <laughs> your tippy paws in the air. This is relevant. Also, wait, humans don't mess like that. Yeah, we, we, we don't put our arms straight up in there. You go to the doctor. Uh, I'm ready to be. Better. I'd finally be six feet tall. Horses and I believe dogs are measured at the shoulder because their heads are variable oh. heights, which ties into what we were talking about Is that earlier how you this week. Measure yeah. giraffes then, because they also. Oh, but I don't, even I don't think, think bo- so. I don't think Venusaur has shoulders. He doesn't really. How would Venus or not have shoulders? He, <laughs> he has doesn't. legs. Hey, look at him. He's no, just a lot. He's not. shoulders. It's like his legs are just attached to his spine. Look at it. And they it's just like come his, out from the side. That's a shoulder. Barely. You measure no. where the, the leg meets the, well, the spine. That means that they're still measuring his height wrong because they should be measuring from the shoulder. Because yeah. what if what if one Venusaur has a very big bud and one has a smaller bud? Exactly. So what if they are measuring from the shoulder and Venusaur's long-ass legs are like... So you're telling me he looks so squat, though. Look at him. He's very, you know, stocky and stumpy. Wait, so how tall? Stubby little legs. Okay, so so this is, uh, we didn't even get to the shocking part. Yeah. Which is aside from Venusaur being (gasps) 6'7", which is a lot. No! It's 6'7". It weighs 220.5 pounds, which is like... That's the amount. That's the weight I would have guessed anyway, right? But it being a foot taller, so that means <clears throat> Charizard, what we who looks like a dragon, is only five seven. Yeah, I think 
Simone, are you taller than Charizard? Yes. What I'm a, also by taller. two inches. Yeah. What a wimpy dragon. But he's not. He's like magnificent. I know. You know, in my head, I just like pictured him huge and yeah, towering. Yeah, he, he should be like 10 feet tall. But he's only magnificent if you're the height of a 10 year old. But if you're Ash. But, <laughs> but the 10 year olds. <laughs> No, if you're Ash, you're you're very close to his height already. Everyone is impressed by Charizard, and we're He's, impressed. Charizard by, is not that much taller. Yeah, if we knew that Char all along, if like adult, if the adult humans in the Pokemon world could see Charizard being the height that Charizard is, they would not be so impressed by Charizard. There, there's there's mixed messaging. But I okay. So if about Venusaur though. Goddamn sense. Venusaur. I feel like height does not connote impress impressiveness because Venusaur just sounds freaking scary. I mean, he he does look very scary. Venusaur also, sounds like my best friend. Bulbasaur is so little, uh-huh. and then Venus like Ivysaur is not that much bigger than Bulbasaur. And then suddenly, have you like seen being... a baby elephant, Allegra? <laughs> that's what Venus Bulbasaur is. An elephant. It's an, an elephant. elephant. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> That's I was always what wondering what Bulbasaur is. But that's extremely frightening. It is true. There is no real world. Oh, no. We went down this and, road. Oh, also, um, Blastoise is 5'3". No. So no. I am pretty much Blastoise's Blastoise. height. So wow. You're Blastoise. I'm presumably Venusaur. Charizard. I guess if I stood on your... Sh- no, if Chelsea okay, stood on your shoulders, you guys would be Venusaur. I mean, I'm Why no, wait, that's standing not how that on works. shoulders. Why no, is that such standing. a vertical yeah, thing with you? If you? Simone had her arms up in the yeah. air. Because it's because yeah, her. Simone had her arms up. Straight <laughs> in the air. Yeah, okay, I have my arms up in the Venusaur. air. And I'm standing Venusaur. Up. Chelsea and Allegra are Charizard, and you're Blastoise. <laughs> So Wait, but I have to keep my arms I'm up five, the whole time. Five. I'm not. I'm oh, not. Are you close. closer to? You're a slightly shorter Charizard, or you sh- can be a Blastoise, whichever one you want to be. Be a Blastoise. I want to be a Blastoise. All right, too. I'm Charizard then. Or right. Ashley, are you okay with that? I don't care. This is just weird. <laughs> you know, if you, it's just weird. It's just weird. It's I think the height thing is just weird to me. The weight thing is like, yeah, you know. Oh, also, I'm sorry. Our European friends. That's about 152 centimeters for Charizard, and um, um, I I don't I don't know about the kilograms. I don't think that time. Um, but that's about how tall. We don't care about the kilograms. We're just talking about the height. Okay. And then so just speaking of this is my last point, right? And then I actually looked up a dragon Pokemon. Oh. Dragonite. Oh. Dragonite, the chubby one that did that Ariana Grande song dance with Charizard. If you don't know that new meme, it's not new. It's from last year. But if you don't know that meme, you have to Google it. We wrote about it. Fresh old meme. We wrote about it. Anyway, this so this makes more sense. Dragonite is seven three. Wow, that's okay. like the minimum height for a dragon, right? Two hundred thirteen centimeters. But yes, minimum height exactly. I would picture that as well. Four hundred sixty three pounds. Whoa! Well, it's like yes, you're a very large dragon. Now that meme, which we're talking about, which is a very good meme, sizes the two Pokemon at the exact same height. <gasps> Can you fucking believe that? Oh, yeah. Wow. And also, if you like, Which think is, about, like, oh. how did it look in the show, though? Did Char- I felt like Charizard was significantly larger than Ash, but he technically well, really wouldn't oh. be. He definitely, Ash definitely looked 
smaller than Charizard, but he could also speak to Charizard just by like you know looking up at him, and it wasn't like so a crazy weird. difference. There's so many. Well, he just mm. looks up at him. Yeah, it looks like Charizard is about a foot and a half taller than Ash. Oh, his neck really? is so long. Not counting the horns, he's ten. How do we feel? Oh, I guess he does look a lot. I am almost the height of a 10 year old. So, I mean, still. Yes. Very close to five feet. What is a 10 year old? A 10 year old is (laughs) nothing but a miserable. I was definitely like 5'5 when I was 10. Wait, so what is a child? (laughs) Sorry. I was like 4'8 when I was 10. I was very short. I was super, super tall. Wow. Yeah. It was I not great. I, I would like to time. also. I was trying to find other Pokemon. If you just type in Pokemon name and height into your Safari search bar on your iPhone, it'll just autofill that shit. Thank you, Steve oh, Jobs. Wonderful. And uh, that was his last act so, before he died. <laughs> was what? Lapras is <laughs> eight foot ten inches tall. Oh I mean, God. yeah, Laprases are very. Like, you, you do know, have to yeah, ride him across the ocean, but still, that's true. Replacing my recent. Search for what is the tallest horse with what is the tallest Pokemon? I mean, the largest Pokemon, I feel like, are a bunch of the new ones, right? Yeah, right. Executor, probably. These right. like crazy new Jigglypuff's an alien, only an eight, one foot, eight inches tall. Yeah, it's not even two feet. It's like a little football. It's I really thought tiny. that it would be that big, right? Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true, but it seems a little. That new Pokemon, Meltan, he's eight inches tall. Do you, you want to have the, some... the the nut? Sorry, the yeah. nut. Yeah, the nut. <laughs> Yeah, that good. Okay, th- yeah, this is really. I've never done this, Ashley. Now I'm a whole. It's like my brain exploded. Well, have fun. How about we have some emails? Yeah. You should. This is a dark hole. It is a very dark hole. Um, we'll be right back to the Polygon show after a brief advertiser segment from Betterment, where you can learn how to best stay financially covered and make money with your money. Do you know the emotion most often associated with money? Anxiety. (laughs) Anxiety, right? We've all felt that. But where does it come from? There's kind of a couple of different components to it. Some of them are really practical and they're valid, right? Like money is the ability to buy things that you need. We have other components of anxiety about money, which are more about just the social and psychological components of it. You can see other people spending money, but not other people saving money. That's Dan Egan. He's the Director of Behavioral Finance and Investing with Betterment, an online financial advisor that reduces investment anxieties by helping clients set and meet goals. When you sign up to Betterment, we're going to ask you a lot of questions that are just practically useful. You know, like, are you married? Where do you live? How much money do you make? Because that influences what are the best account types to use? What kind of tax breaks can you use? How much do you need to be saving and over what period of time? According to Egan, the results of this can be summed up in one word. Uh, Elation. When you have that sense of accomplishment of having hiked up a very large mountain and gotten to the top and you can see for miles, it really pays off a lot more than you expect and those kind of memories stick with you for longer. Betterment. Outsmart average. Please remember, investing involves risk. This has been advertiser content from Betterment. Thank you so much, Betterment, for sponsoring this episode of the show. To learn more about their tools, visit Betterment.com slash Polygon. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T dot com slash Polygon. This first email is from Christopher. Dear awesome people called the Polygon Show. 
Growing up, I never really had any friends and had nothing in common with any of my family. But one constant companion was Pokemon. I picked up the blue version Thanksgiving break my fourth grade year, about two months after the game first came out in the U.S. I had the super brilliant idea for a name for my Bulbasaur of cool, because being creative seemed like too much work or I lacked any better ideas. From minute one, I was in love with my little cabbage monster. I was certain that I was going to have him with me for all of my adventures. The following summer and then school year, something magic happened. Pokemon became absolutely huge. For a brief time, I was suddenly the guy in the know. Everyone knew that I had been playing for a while and was the only person who actually knew the rules of the card game. I got to know what it was like to be really cool for a while. It was the best days of school. Pokemon has helped me in more ways than I can possibly explain in this email, but it's hard to overstate the ways that the franchise has improved my life. From the social replacement that, uh, that my friendships with my Pokemon served, to understanding concepts in quantum mechanics better because of learning the underlying mechanics of the games, Pokemon has always been there for me. Sorry to ramble, and thank you all again for your great show. Keep being awesome and being you. Christopher. Thank you so much Aww. for that very nice email. It raises an extremely important point for me, which is that Bulbasaur is the fucking best. <laughs> yes. And now we have to fight about it. Simone, I have your back. Oh, God. So what, Yeah, what, what are the reasons? Let's yeah. treat this like It's a... definitely a two versus two right now. Mm-hmm. A, cute. B, cute. never did anything wrong. C, plants. Who have they hurt? No one, except for kudzu. But Bulbasaur is not kudzu, clearly. Bulbasaur is a little cabbage monster. Bulbasaur, a Bulbasaur named Cool? Imagine. The mere idea of meeting a Bulbasaur named Cool. Bulbasaur has is the cutest making cry, me tear up. Has the cutest noises. Wait, do you Alba. mean in the show or in the? Because in the game, it's pretty scary. Yes. They're all really scary. Yeah. Yeah. The game is bad, but in the show, it's cute. whoa! Controversial statement from Chelsea Stark. Everything in the game is bad. <laughs> whoa, I did not even hear that. Every sound from the original Red and Blue game that the monsters <gasps> make. Pokemon That's not true. true. Some of them are like. Just Vaporeon had a really nice one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just meant the the limits of the yeah technology. Some are worse than others, and Bulbasaur is bad. But Simone, continue. <laughs> I think I've provided enough evidence to support my case. I think I like to imagine Bulbasaur always looks a little grumpy. I love his little grumpy face. But then he also can look so happy. Yeah, Bulbasaur just reminds me of a very loyal pet. I think that he would be a, totally your best friend. And going back to the sound thing, at least he doesn't go squirt, squirt Ew. like a squirtle would. <laughs> Excuse me. Doesn't do that. Doesn't game. do that in the game. Does do that in the goddamn show. Bulbasaur is definitely the most dog-like of the uh, original Why do three starters. Keep, could, like comparing him to a dog, I a don't dog. see that. Because he just, is it just because like he's on four legs and he's stumpy? That's he's, probably he's stumpy. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just something about his little round face. I mean, I think everyone knows that stumpy animals are the cutest. Yes. I mean, they're they're cute, but like what? What is that's not a dog? Stop <laughs> calling it a dog. It's okay. not a dog. I'll stop calling it a dog if you'll admit that there's nothing wrong with Bulbasaur okay. and he's wonderful. I want to take that point to task as well as the point about plants. Because plants, first of all, plants, grass type, hurts a lot of Pokemon. There are a oh. lot of Pokemon that have been irrevocably damaged by plants. <laughs> Excuse Thank me, you. which ones? Every water type. I'm can't, sorry. That's called be, being nope, good can't, at battling. Can't, can't, can't. can't. So then, also, how lame are you that grass hurts you? Also, poison what? ivy. 
is a thing. Fair. And guess what this is based off? Ivysaur. <laughs> Friggin' binge. <Ooh>. Poison type <laughs> Ivysaur. This thing literally turns into poison ivy. Just try and hug your dog Ew. now, Simone. Yeah, oh no, that's so. Tell me how you feel tomorrow. I'll be rubbing ferns on it. The rash will go away immediately. <laughs> You do until love you, ferns. Until you I pet your goddamn ferns. Bulbasaur dog again. <laughs> Jesus. Also, it's not a good, it's not just, okay, so you're saying if you have a good team. It is not a good, skilled, well-rounded Pokemon. It's just not. It only can learn grass-type moves. You know what else can learn grass-type moves? Every other shitty Pokemon you encounter for the first three towns in Pokemon. Wait, what about what all of, like, doesn't it, it has really strong moves when you evolve it up to a Venusaur. Yeah, if you get that far. I'm just pointing baby. out that Vine Whip is extremely good. Solar oh Solar Beam? That's oh, yeah. Solar Beam was scary. <laughs> that's a great move. Solar you know what else is move. really scary? Flamethrower. Hydro Pump. <laughs> I'm just pointing out that you only like destruction and Bulbasaur is about creation. Just, I'm just saying mm. Venusaur needs two turns to harvest the energy of the sun. While Charizard can just whip out a flamethrower. <laughs> My two turns to harvest the energy of the sun. Well, I'm so fucking lame. I don't have that kind of time. You <laughs> idiot. It's like, hold on, I got something for hold you. Hold on, I didn't charge my Venusaur before the battle. Can you just wait? Just plug your Venusaur in. It's like, hold on, he's almost there. Uh, 90%. Look, I'm going to get future Venusaurs some solar panels, okay? So they can battery it, power. It also makes me love them more because because you know what? That Pokemon tries really hard and is doing its best. You know who else does that? Clowns. No. <laughs> no, no, we're no. not going down this road. No. Uh. It's true. Bulbasaur is fine. I'm just saying he's not as good as Charmander. Mm -hmm. That's just it. He's fine. But like I'm gonna he... get my Bulbasaur and I'm gonna prove you wrong, Ashley. I'm gonna torch that thing to the ground. It'll be ashes, and you cannot grow shit from ashes. Yes, you can. That's what you use to the, 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 the rejuvenate the soil. So it's gonna be your fertilizer. Oh no! <laughs> Charmander had a really heartbreaking and touching episode in the series, which mm -hmm. I never want to watch again because it like. Made me so sad. I know it had a happy ending, but like I remember the sheer emotional discomfort I had as a child, like going through that episode. I never want to see it again, but it was very good. In the Pokemon I Choose You movie that they had last year, where Pikachu talks, because um, oh. <laughs> it's like kind of a remake of the series a little bit, they have that scene with Charmander, and I just burst out into tears in the theater. I was like openly weeping. Is that the one where his happened. flame goes out? It's the one where he's in the rain. Yeah, on the he's walk. like holding oh. a leaf over so his flame doesn't oh, go out. And it's like really tiny because he's been out there for a long time. He's banded. In um, her, the article that she wrote about Digimon, Julia Lee mentioned the Butterfree episode being really sad. What happens in that episode? I don't remember. Um, basically, Butterfree gets real horned and they <laughs> run into a bunch of other Butterfree and there's a pink one. And he's oh. like, ooh, she hot. And then he's like, yo, can I go bang this Butterfree? And then Ash is like, okay. Oh, and he sets him free. Oh, bye-bye, Butterfree. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. Weren't they, like, trying to teach Butterfree how to be super smooth, though? That all seems very weird now. Yeah. Huh. And Butterfree that, doesn't know his, the courtship moves, you know? He's been domesticated. I bet it was Brock, because Brock's is an aspiring pickup artist. Is this a wild Butterfree, uh, the pink one? Yes. It wasn't like some other trainer's Butterfree? Mm -mm. It was part of this, like, big Butterfree pack. Oh, man. Yeah. Wild, Man. feral, 
pink Butterfree mm-hmm. seducing the tame, tame Butterfree of the suburban world. He's <laughs> only at an office job and gray slacks. <laughs> and he rips them both she off. She showed him the way. He rips legs. his office job off. Oh, no. <laughs> he rips off his office job and his, his office slacks. slacks. No! He's like, I am one with nature now, baby. Let's have another email. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. I'm I'm glad that I'm, I feel like Pokemon is the the bonding glue between so many people at like at different stages in their lives. Mm-hmm. Just like it was for Christopher when Pokemon got really big. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a part of Christopher's story where the teachers banned Pokemon. Uh, all of our emails were really long, so we ended up cutting a few paragraphs. But uh, the teachers banning Pokemon was a very real thing for me too. Oh my god! This email is from Alex. Dear Polly Pals. My most vivid Pokemon memory has to be the first time I ever completed my Pokedex. I was 10. It was the last day of a week-long school trip to Edinburgh with my vill- from my village way up on the northeast coast of Scotland, my first ever trip away from home without my parents. So, of course, for the seven-hour-long coach ride home, I sat down beside a friend and we played Pokemon Red and Blue on our respective Game Boys. I had 149 Pokemon, and all I needed to complete my Pokedex was a Tauros from the Safari Zone in Fuchsia City. For four hours, I went into the safari zone. I either didn't see one, or worse, I did, and it ran away before I could catch it. We were two miles away from home. The screen flashed. The battle music started to play. A wild Tauros appeared. I was so tense with anticipation and frustration from four hours of fruitless wandering that I didn't even try to throw rocks or a treat at it. I just threw my safari ball. It jiggled once. I didn't dare get my hopes up. It jiggled twice. I elbowed my friend. It jiggled a third time, and then I saw it. New Pokedex data will be added for Tauros. I screamed. I hugged my friend, and he hugged me back. He had never completed his Pokedex, and we'd never known anyone who had in our little corner of the world. It felt like I'd won a gold medal at the Olympics. I'm 29 now, 30 in a couple of weeks. If any video game ever allows me to share a moment of such pure joy with a friend again, I will consider myself extremely lucky because I don't think I've ever had a more perfect gaming moment since. Mm. All the best, Alex. So good. That is so nice. I can't imagine how long. I mean, I can clearly because it says in the email, but I've never gotten like anywhere close to completing Same. a Pokedex. Mm-hmm. I think I did for Red and Blue because at the time, actually like Red and Blue was what helped me get closer to my younger stepbrothers. Oh. Because they were all, I think they were four years younger than me. I had two twin and then one uh, stepbrothers four years younger than me and then another one who was, I'm doing math, seven <laughs> years younger than me. Yeah. So it was like, it's a big gap. I know. And I was in eighth grade when Pokemon came out and was so... It wasn't entirely cool to play at school. Yeah. But I played with my stepbrothers when I would go visit and like do the link cable stuff where you'd try to copy the Pokemon and you'd pull the link cable out at the exact moment so that you would like get a copy of it basically. That, oh. Do you remember this hack? Uh, no. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. The duplication. That's, yeah. So you could Clone. Both, both have like rare Pokemon essentially. Did it work? It did. What? If you did it right, you would be like, yes, because you know, you'd have like Scyther or other stuff mm-hmm. that the other it was like it was really nice. And they like knew so much about Pokemon and we would like definitely nerd out about it. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is like I don't know. I think Pokemon the glue. Is, it's the glue. It's the glue. Mm-hmm. It's the thing about trying trying to catch them all. <laughs> I I feel like an ad now. But uh <laughs> 
that like that that competition and and knowing that you can't do it alone that you have to have other people mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's really important yeah i like that it did kind of close the gap for you i had the similar experience when I really, really dreaded uh, going to Korean school on the weekends. My mom used to send me when I was younger, like every Saturday morning. And I hated it because I didn't like, you know, at the time I didn't care about that. I wanted to just stay home and watch cartoons. And then so like the the placement, obviously like my Korean wasn't good. So I got placed in like nothing but like just like kids basically. Mm. So it was like really shitty. I felt shitty about myself and it was really awkward and horrible and miserable but yeah, again, like Pokemon, because like I had my Game Boy and like they were playing Pokemon too. It was always like we were always doing that when like we weren't actually in class. And these kids were like far younger than me. Like I, there would be no real like I'm going to make friends with these people. Like you can some, but like I don't know. It was just like kind of fun to to do that, to like mm-hmm. talk to these kids that I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, pretty. Like the best you can do is just in that moment. Yeah, find and something honestly, to like they about. were like all like really hyper and weird. It was, it was <laughs> fun. It was fun. Well, Russ uh, for Pokemon Week at Polygon wrote a uh, controversial, <laughs> controversial yeah. article about which Pokemon from the original 150 should be deleted from existence, which 37 first gen Pokemon should just not <laughs> exist anymore. Oh god. And I agree with, I mean, no, I don't agree. I'm fine with most of the list. No. But Tauros <laughs> is on that list. Mm-hmm. Why? And that's, let me let me find out What's why. What's wrong with Tauros? Russ did have some explanations for A bull one. with three tails does not count as a mystical fighting creature from another land. It's just a bull with three tails. Too lazy. It's gotta go. <laughs> I think the funniest part about that is reading it, like it, hearing his voice in my head. Too lazy. It's gotta go. I can't. Yeah, With his little like thumb, yeah. like get out of here. <laughs> but I very much disagree because I feel like bulls are really cool. They are cool. And also, Tauros was my favorite when I was a kid. Wow, Taurus? really? Oh, yeah. Wow. What the heck? Yeah, because it's so wow. cool. Because like horses are cool, but uh-huh. then if you ride an animal that also has hooves that you're not supposed to ride. That's even cooler, mm-hmm. and that's what Tauros oh, is. Did you? So then, did you like that scene in Black Panther where he rides a rhino? Because that was really cool. That was extremely baller. Yes, yeah. I would have ridden a rhino. Yes. Okay. Wait. But, checking. So th- there's a, a few ball. other problems in this article, like Ghastly. Yeah, I was just thinking Ooh, Ghastly. Ghastly is great. Ghastly is a great Pokemon. I don't understand why you wouldn't like him. Yeah, he's so. Cute. I like Ghastly. A weird fact about Ghastly: when I was looking at Pokedex. It says that Ghastly weighs 0.2 pounds. <laughs> How? I guess because it's like it's a little eyeballs. ball of energy. But he's gas. He's a ghost. Also, I looked up <laughs> oh, ha- yeah. I looked up Haunter too because I was like, it should be zero pounds, right? Because he's fucking oh, right. also 0.2 pounds. What the fuck? What, the point what, what is, is it? Is it, like, is there like a nucleus? <laughs> is it the tongue? Do you know how like humans have it's- that 21 grams theory? But is there a 0.2 pound theory? No, that's the- just like it's like a candy center. You could Stop. a nucleus Ew. soul candy. Uh, oh my god, the candy from Pokemon Go. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Wow, wait a minute. That 0.2 pounds is 90 grams. So that's even more than the human. I don't actually know what the 21 grams thing is. Oh, there's like a myth that like you lose, everybody loses 21 grams when they die. And people are like, oh, that's like your soul leaving your body. It's not. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, there there was a whole movie about it too. So that means that Gasly weighs more than a human soul. Yeah, but where is it really candy that's driving the Pokemon? Where is <laughs> it? <laughs> also, like Haunter, I know you're gas. Yeah, or vapor. Not even vapor. You're nothing. You're, we've you're said nothing. On this episode makes sense. No. <laughs> Wait. So how much is does Gengar weigh? He's actually like physical form, right? But he's also ghost type Pokemon, right? Yeah. So does he, he just has eighty nine oh! pounds? Oh! Yeah. Like how does that happen? <gasps> what? Four yeah. feet, eighty nine pounds. How do you get from a he's thing? Solid. A, it's a, chunk. a little ball. A thing with hands, okay, okay, and then a chunk, man. But you, yeah, you <laughs> you gained beautiful. all of the. Where does it? But he is. He does look solid to me. But how? Yeah, Gengar's solid. Where did that come? No, but from? He, he can like phase in and out though, right? Because he's so, a But ghost. why does he become a corporeal, corporeal being? Is yeah. according to you, I guess it's just more candy accumulation. Yeah, Gengar is true. all candy. <laughs> Gengar is made of candy. Is it like Ghastly <laughs> tried a little piece of candy to evolve into Haunter, and then Haunter ate like pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds no, of candy? Haunter weighs the same, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait. What? Why was? Why is this happening? Maybe Haunter oh, yeah, had a candy addiction. Like they, he was fine. He, he was healthy. He's because he's got those new hands. Yeah. Oh, so eating so all the candy. candy. True. Please, someone illustrate Haunter eating all the candy. <laughs> The soul candy. I, I, what I think happens is that they just become more condensed. Like all the, the soul energy condenses uh-huh. until he becomes solid and and large. Do you think, you know how they drew the little spikes on the end? To, you know? Yeah. I always felt like it denoted like fur. Like that yeah. he was like yeah. fuzzy yeah. in a way. Yeah. I kind of always imagine But him is he? What, is, what does he... Gengar feel like? <laughs> what surface is Gengar? No one's ever asked him that before. <laughs> Wait, also, okay, so he's four feet, 89 pounds. Beedrill was three feet, 65 Five, pounds. Yeah. So that's a full foot and 20 pounds. Does that make sense? That's math that I can't do. That just seems like to crazy it. to me. It makes me feel like Beedrill but is even bigger the than show, I thought. Uh, it's horrifying, isn't it? How the big show, though, they showed Gengar like expanding. I feel like I saw a huge yeah. Gengar at some yeah. point. It is really big. Four feet. This is actually weird. just really helps the candy theory because he's just a stretchy candy. Yes, he's taffy. Okay, let's have another email. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is from Brett. <laughs> Hi, Polygon friends. I'm a large, almost 30-year-old man attorney who loves Pokemon. <laughs> Brett, that's the greatest sentence I've How ever had. How many Gengars can fit in Brett? <laughs> oh, my God. But it wasn't always that way. I first became obsessed with Pokemon around the time Pokemon Yellow was released. It started with the anime, and then I made the leap to the video game and then the card game. From ages 12 to 15, my favorite highlight of the week was Saturday morning when I would open a new pack of Pokemon cards, watch the Pokemon anime, and play the video game. Pokemon was also the thing that created the happiest memories with my mom. Every week, she would graciously drive me to Pokemon card game matches that were held an hour away and would give me a little portion of her meager minimum wage salary to fund my Pokemon card habit and desire for other Pokemon paraphernalia. One of these was a Pokemon backpack. I would proudly wear this to school, but one day I was horribly bullied for wearing this. That began a shame spiral, which ended in my in giving up me giving up my beloved Pokemon. But like many others, Pokemon crept back into my life in college. 
I played a little on emulators, but it felt like a guilty pleasure and slightly shameful. I thought it was silly for a super mature 19-year-old to play such a childish game. Pokemon and other video games disappeared from my life again when I went to law school. But Pokemon Go came out when I started studying for the bar exam. Nostalgic feelings came rushing in as I wandered around Prospect Park and caught a million drowsies. Quickly, my feelings of treating Pokemon as a guilty pleasure melted into the same unabashed joy that I had as a child. Soon, I bought a 2DS and Pokemon X as a gift for finishing the bar. Now, after a long day of lawyering, my favorite thing is to sit on the couch with my partner and cat and play Pokemon. Those are two different things. <laughs> there are two people there, the partner and the cat and Pokemon. <laughs> Why do you need to clarify? <laughs> My unabashed love of Pokemon has allowed me to accept other nerdy things in my life, such as magic and D&D. Now I'm grateful for Pokemon for allowing me to be comfortable in my inner nerddom. Thanks for the show and reading my long email. Best, Brett. Brett. Thank you, Brett. That's such a good story. Why did you think we would think? <laughs> I, it was a concern that I had in the moment. It was a knee-jerk reaction. Also, Brett's a local. What if yeah. Brett? Maybe his law partner is a cat. <laughs> Are you saying that the cat, cat is also a lawyer? Yes. The cat, cat also yeah. passed yeah. the bar. The cat also passed the bar. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> now that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. I, lo- I love that. I feel like Pokemon does, much like anime, follow that cycle of like, this is a kid thing I'm into. Now it's not cool. Oh, now it's back and I'm into it because I'm in college. Uh, but like I'm, I'm an adult, right? And then it comes mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. It will not let you go. And it doesn't have to let you go because we can like things that make us happy no matter what age we are. And we're always, because we are always changing, we're always finding new things to enjoy about the things that do make us happy. So thank you so much, everyone who sent in your emails about Pokemon. As you know... The promised JRPG episode that we introduced three weeks ago is actually happening next week. Uh, And I still have emails from the people who initially sent it in. But for those of you who who thought of things in in the meantime, we are doing the JRPG week next week. So if you want to tell stories about JRPGs or um, suggest things for us to talk about, please do send those to polygonshow at polygon.com. Uh, and of course, if you like the show, please review it on Apple Podcasts or tell a friend about it, which is a nice thing to do. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll be back with you next week to talk about JRPGs. Uh, this has been The Polygon Show. <laughs> <laughs>